Thanks for listening to this Word in Your Ear podcast. If you'd like to get early access to all our productions ad-free, priority booking for our live events, and to take part in our weekly quiz, go to patreon.com slash wordinyourear for more details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This word in your ear is brought to you thanks to NordVPN. VPN, Mark, what's it stand for? Virtual private network. Very good. And that's a way to keep your data safe on the internet whenever you're logging in, either at home or abroad. It protects your identity and encrypts your data so that nobody can steal your identity. And at the same time, it enables you to sidestep the region restrictions that control what programs are shown in which regions because you're accessing the internet via servers in more than 50 different countries. So you can get access to all kinds of things that you might not be able to get access to. And get home. different I've programs, been, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I've been recently watching the old, old, strangely enough, old Peter Sellers films on Swedish Netflix, which has been wonderful. Quite uh, right. From, oh. from which I... From which I understand, how come I'm all right, Jack, no longer pops up on British TV? Just go and watch it, Mark. We'll talk about it later. There's, oh, right. There's going to be a, a, some kind of racist uh, element yeah, or something. Yeah, okay. Certainly. Certainly. They should have uh, the wrong arm of the law. Peter Sellers is Pearly Gates. Nervous it's on there. It's on there. Oh, it's on there. All those things are on there. Via American Amazon, I've seen the French drama A French Village. Have you ever seen this? No, no. Uh, which reminds us, reminds me that I think the only countries who ought to be allowed to make programs about wartime occupation are countries who are occupied in wartime. You know, that's why A French Village is so good. I just watched a documentary about antiquarian booksellers in New York, from which it was very clear that the internet has killed rarity at a stroke and has therefore killed the rare books business. It probably done the same thing with the rare records. Done the same records, probably. Yeah, it must have done the same things for records. Meaning that the ones that there are some and they're all available again. Yeah, yeah, you find them. You know, it used to be, you know, you had to go out and hunt these things down and therefore you could charge a lot of money from them. Nowadays, you don't have to hunt them down in the same way. And just now I've been watching the uh, the 1969 uh, film Battle of Britain starring Michael Caine and Laurence Olivier, from which I was I want to ask you a question, Mark. How much machine gun time fire 
did a Spitfire oh, hand God, this during was, combat yeah, this in World War II. With... How long could they fire their guns for in I World think War II? People were asking that when Dunkirk came out. And I, I, it's far less than you think. It's something absolutely ludicrous, like two minutes or something, isn't it? They, it's got... less than that. It's 15 seconds. 15 seconds Which per is sortie is, is all they had. Well, it's absurd if you think about the drama that's being built up around, you know, aerial battles in, in movies. Right through to firing Dunkirk. at each other, yeah. So <laughs> firing away, miss, absolutely. You might as well go home. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's some of the stuff I've I've found. You know, I've been delighted with with some of the riches I've stumbled upon. So anyway, you can take advantage of a deal where you can try NordVPN by going to nordvpn.com slash your ear. That's us. Or just use the code your ear to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan. And also one additional month for free and a bonus gift. Hooray. Good. So it's, it's risk-free because Get there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. Full details are below in the show notes. You're listening to a podcast from The Word. Mark, I saw something very disturbing on Finchery Park tube station platform the other day as I was passing through. It was a huge, great poster. Who's great poster advertising a forthcoming, not a gig, but a series of gigs, two gigs taking place, I think, in um, June, I think it is. And and it said these gigs were taking place at somewhere called BST Hyde Park. BST Hyde Park, I've seen yes, this. BST Hyde Park. I thought, is that the same Hyde Park as we know as Hyde Park? You know what I mean? Clearly it is. But the group appearing at BST Hyde Park in June are, are you ready, Mark? You may not be familiar with this group. They are Stones. 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 I've seen this poster. And I have various issues. Stones. Not even the Stones. Absolutely. Stones. Which is incredible because, I mean, there are many issues here. One of which, obviously, is the great joy of going on stage to introduce was say, ladies and gentlemen, the greatest rock and roll band in the world, the Rolling Stones. You wouldn't say Stones, would you? I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you a second, Mark. People are paying huge sums of money to go and see Stones, yeah? Hundreds of pounds, probably, in many cases. I would suggest that if they know that they're not going to be introduced as, ladies and gentlemen, the Rolling Stones, 50 quid's gone already in terms of value, hasn't it? Because that's the excitement. Ceremony is all. Yeah, you've heard it's it a million absolutely times. Absolutely bloody everything. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but know. actually, it's worse. If you look at the, I had a look at some of the posters for the European tour. And actually, the big word on the posters is not even stones, it's 60. It says 60, then it says Stones UK. 2022 right. or stones europe 2022 so actually those are even worse because you don't even get stones you get 60 which is an extraordinary thing to be celebrating really in itself and uh, and then you get stones uk so in a sense we you know that's not so bad the one you saw Dave. It, there are worse it's just, but i'm sorry it's wrong yeah you know wrong. they are the rolling stones The Stones, which is what they're kind of familiarly known as and have been known as since 1964, it's still not something you want to see written down. It's a a spoken thing. 
yeah. the stones is. But you know, when you when you buy a ticket or when you when it's a beginning of a show, you want the full billing, don't you? You want, ladies and gentlemen, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. E you don't want anything. You don't want anything yeah. less. You know what I mean? Because the only other times this has ever happened, people like Jefferson Starship became uh, Jefferson Airplane became Jefferson Starship, and then they became Starship. But that was a change of I think it was a change of lineup, wasn't it? Yeah, it would be. It and would. So be. It, the only thing is with this: is there any element at all that Stones is a different concept from the Rolling Stones in the absence <laughs> of Charlie? I don't think so because if you Google their tour dates, they are there as the Rolling Stones. So, uh, you know, that's how they're advertised, apart from on those posters. So, Do you know why, why I think this has happened? We've all, we both worked with graphic designers over the years. What do graphic designers always want? Fewer words. They words always they want have them bigger words. and have more impact. So they can have them bigger. Or put them know, on their and, side. <laughs> and then the Rolling Stones, absolutely, on their side, yeah, yeah. so that nobody can read them. And so the Rolling Stones is a difficult one because the word rolling takes up more space than the word stones. So get rid of the word rolling. While I'm saying it simply won't do, and we're not going to take it. The Word Podcast, prime cuts of popular culture served fresh each week. So we've become, you know, very sadly uh, used to the idea of uh, the, the, the constant news of magazines stopping uh, publishing print versions. But it's funny, I was very, very touched when I heard about Time Out this week because Time Out was a hugely significant magazine God. for me, as I'm sure it was for you. My Massive. God, I came well, to friend- London... For anybody who lived in London, that yeah. was the point. It was massively significant for a long period of time. Carry on, go on. Well, no, I came to London in whatever it was, 70, late 76 to early 77. And my entire life revolved around getting a copy of Time Out. And I'd go yeah, through absolutely. it with a little highlighter. And we'd decide, <laughs> me, me and my girlfriend's later wife, would decide what we were going to, what film we were going to see. We'd decide what restaurant we were going to go to. If we ever, in the rare event, went to a, a theatre, we'd find out about that from time out. We'd read the reviews. We'd use all that kind of guidance. And we'd all the gigs. And so every gig, you went through it. And I was starting writing for the enemy and Record Mirror and stuff like that. I would go through it and highlight everything that I had to see. Every single bit of information... It wasn't the same with you. If you wanted to rent a but flat, was, that's where you it was. It was the, the fact that it seemed that you, you needed the phone number of everywhere in yeah. order to be able to do, do anything. So if you wanted to know what time, you know, I don't know, 10 Rillington Place was screening at the Southgate <laughs> ABC, you'd have to have the phone number of the Southgate ABC. And the only place awesome. you yeah. get that was, was time out. Yeah. You know, so it was just, it was a telephone book as much as anything else. You know, it was phone numbers and, and address details of, of all the places that you might want to go or, or to know about. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's, it, sounds, it sounds to be over, overestimating it, but, you know, it was the internet. <laughs> In the 70s, it was the internet. All the things that you now go to the internet for, uh, you know, they expect the internet to provide time out provided it. And the other thing that I think is often lost sight of is that is that all that kind of um, all those sort of subcultures that started off as 
oh my goodness, they've got a gay section. Yeah, yeah. They, gay, <laughs> I mean, that, they were way really, It really seemed like quite something at the time that yeah, you first read about that. And, 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 you know, and also things like, I was, I was thinking about this morning, when the campaign for real ale first launched in 1971, you know, it was suddenly got that, that move towards, you know, beer should be made, you know, made better, food should be made better, you know, fresher, all that kind of stuff. All those campaigns, you first read about them, it seems to me, in Time Out. And they they led to sections in Time Out that they became, they became regulars, you know. Absolutely. And the other thing that struck me was was that that a lot of those musical movements, you know, pub rock, you know, yeah, yeah. I, you can't imagine how they would ever have taken off if it wasn't for the fact that there was one magazine that told you where all these pubs were and, and sent it on a focus on all these bands that were playing there, you know. And you could say the same about punk rock, you know, that the Pegasus yeah, yeah. in Stoke Newington was suddenly on the on the on the on the radar, you know, the uh, the Greyhound in the Fulham Road. Um, you know the clubs in particular, the club, the whole new romantic club scene, Heaven and the Beach yeah, yeah. and uh, Cabaret Future, and the jazz re- jazz revival, jazz revival. They were made by time out. folk revivals, yeah. all those things. They were always writing about scenes yeah. that were going on in London that weren't necessarily going to be huge, great commercial money yeah. spinners, but were just just of interest to people. And it was such an and interesting m- magazine in terms of its covers too, because it had that brilliant thing, which you now only get on free magazines, like, um, you know, the Sunday Times or any of the any of the kind of broadsheet magazines where you can do what you want on the cover because that's not what's selling the product, you know. And Time Out, its main commercial commercial engine, obviously, was all the listings. And so that's why people bought it. But you didn't care what was on the cover. Didn't matter at all what was on the cover. Didn't sway you because you just needed to know what was on the flicks or whatever. And uh, they did these really extraordinary, experimental, interesting, outrageous graphic design covers. I can still remember loads of them, you know, because they had the freedom and the confidence to be able to do that. And, uh, and I've, I was going through the roof this morning. I found a few in all words. I was going through the roof. Going through the, going through the roof. Going through the attic. <laughs> there we are. That's when Richard Williams was the editor, 1978. So this is Bob Dylan's return to yeah. Britain, having only played what would have been the Isle of Wight in, in 1969. But otherwise, he hadn't played in Britain since what 66, I think. You know. Yeah. And, uh, so funny. The 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 intro to this piece about Dylan's that they've seen how many Dylan references they can get in. The headline is the man in the Bob Dylan hat. Obviously, Dylan references and stuff. So if you don't underestimate Bob Dylan, he might not un- underestimate you. On the eve of the very first British performance in a very long time, his friend and biographer, Robert Shelton, walks into the room with a pencil in his hand. Oh, that's a good just line. rammed it in. It's great. It's great. <laughs> that's, that's a very that's good an original oil painting that they've commissioned. Rather a good one, I think, actually. Commissioned was that, was, for that cover. Was Piers Marchbank the Piers art director? Piers Marchbank was the art director. I think it would be. was made by Donna Muir. Isn't that great? Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah, really but the biggest, the biggest selling Time Out covers, although I never worked for it, but I just talked to editors and talked to the late Tony Elliott about it, uh, who who was the publisher. Uh, is the biggest covers were always the kind of city city breaks and you know, kids London and cheap weekends cheap in Amsterdam. Cheap it's was that the, that that's kind the of one. thing. Absolutely. It was, it was very kind of consumer facing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that was the yeah. that was the stuff really worked. But it's amazing that I was just looking at something that I wrote about it when it ceased, uh, when when it went free. 
Okay. Because yeah. don't forget, it used to be quite an expensive thing to buy, didn't it? Yeah, it was. And then it went free. Well, it's 10 years since it went free, which I was amazed at. You know, that's 10 years of giving away copies. And then they distributed 300,000. Amazing. Yeah. But, uh, before, um, you know, you know, and, you know, giving up the ghost is, yeah, is what it yeah. seems to be. Yeah. Um, but uh, I suppose it's fair to say it had its run. It had its run, and, and they, it was onto things very early. The 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 the, the new British artist movement they were really behind. Yeah. I remember that Damien yeah. Hurst and Tracy Emin and Spice Girls. I can remember they got behind really early on. Andy Warhol, uh, David Bowie, uh, Monty Python. With Monty Python, they gave various members of the Monty Python team the chance to guest edit the magazine, and they were really ahead of the game. It was a fantastic yeah, yeah. magazine. Yeah. So this is a junction in the word podcast. It separates that bit. From this next bit. So it's been the bank holiday weekend, uh, which I've uh, devoted to alphabetizing my CDs, Mark, and and my DVDs, actually. I do have, actually, I find it immensely therapeutic. It's therapeutic. Also, you discover a lot of stuff you didn't have. You go watch movies that you've forgotten you had, which is. I did this with DVDs, and I had been trying for quite a while to see if I could get Amadeus and then I, I looked I thought I've got Amadeus so I watched Amadeus so what well, no I remember and that I, I, when I, it I, came out and that was a big deal wasn't it it was what? a really well on the Oscar F Murray well, the Oscar. Abraham won the, the, the Oscar yeah also kind of you think now how many films are based on a true story because the whole point of that was uh, the whole root of that was the rumour wasn't it back in the day that Salieri had tried to poison Mozart? Well, Mozart, I think it was envy. To, be, to be fair, it was, uh, was it, who's the dramatist, it Peter Schaffer or Anthony Schaffer? I can't remember. Schaffer wrote the original play, yeah, Amadeus. He said it was a, I think he said it was a fantasia based on based on Mozart and Salieri. Yeah, he yeah. was he was taking wild liberties with whatever his historical fact, but in order to examine the idea. That uh, you know that Salieri was a kind of virtuous individual and was a very big deal in his lifetime uh, is now forgotten. Whereas Mozart, who is who comes over as this this vulgar libertine, yeah, you know, horrible foul mouthed git, yeah, that's right, yeah, is the person who simply can't do anything wrong at all, you know, because yeah. he has just unbelievable talent, which of course is a one, it's an extraordinary idea that is still still worthy of debating, you know. Uh, particularly in terms of rock stars, you know, the yeah. people still feel uncomfortable saying they like the music of people that they they have reason to believe were not, uh, you know, not not quite as virtuous as they might have been. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Mozart was the case of this many years ago. It's a good film. It's slightly over long, I thought, actually. It's kind of two and a half hours. They could probably clip off half an hour or whatever. But, uh, you know, they, they, they're very good, and uh, F. Maria Abraham as Salieri is fantastic. He's fantastic. And, um, he hires and, a maid um, at one point to spy on Mozart, doesn't he? To spy he on Mozart, writing the, yeah. the Marriage of Figaro. It's a great plot. It's really funny. Well, yeah, yeah and he goes into, his, uh, goes into his apartment when he's not there to see where he writes this music because yeah. he wants to, he wants to see, sort of see where it comes from. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. But the other thing I've been doing is I've been reading in the garden I've been reading the letters of P.G. Woodhouse. Oh, nice. Which is just fantastic. Yeah, yeah, highly, yeah. Rec- highly recommended. And anyway, here's, here's the thing. The, the, those, two, those two things, Amadeus and P.G. Woodhouse, come together to, you know, let's, you know, make no bones about it, two geniuses in their very different, in their very different yeah. fields, two absolutely extraordinary talents. In both cases, there is no historical evidence to suggest that they ever did anything except for money. Mozart did not write a note except for money. P.G. Woodhouse did not write a word except for money. Fair enough. That's not to say, that's not to say they were money-grabbing, you know what I mean? But it no, was they were just they hard-nosed very- pros. They were professional. Also, they didn't think of it as some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of art, some kind of was it? It was a hobby. You know, I might just be able to pen some, you know, some 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 prose this afternoon. That was what he did for a living. He got up and he, uh, in his own words, he applied the seat of the pants to to the to the surface of the chair. Absolutely. He He just he said nobody can remember P.G. Woodhouse ever saying ever saying anything funny at all he just wrote it all that's down. right yeah. that's right apparently he wasn't very all funny. the time yes. people go out to cocktail bars expect to just be falling about but no he obviously worked really hard didn't he say that he each sentence he rewrote 10 times or something he really he wrote 10 he times. really worked at it you know and, oh, uh, i yeah, yeah, remember we, some we, the, the 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 uh the drowsy stillness of the afternoon was shattered by what sounded to his strained senses like gk chesterton Falling on a sheet of tin, isn't that that's a great line, isn't it? That's from Mister Mullen no, speaking. It? I know. Does he have another line? Tin, tin is interesting. Does he have another line? Doesn't he have another line about this? Sounded like a troop of cavalry going over a tin bridge. I think he does. Fantastic. He's, his similes yeah. are absolutely extraordinary. Oh, they're Evelyn War, when Evelyn War was a huge, huge yeah. fan of Woodhouse, and he said that you know. Take away absolutely everything, you know, even if you're not charmed by the books or whatever. Yeah. No other author 
can give you 10 great similes per page. Oh, incredible. That's because you would have said, he sat down and he just, he extracted all of those things from his brain. Yeah. A, me- a melancholy looking man who had the appearance of one who has searched for the leak in, uh, in life's gas pipe with a lighted candle. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. P.G. Woodhouse and uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, two peas in a pod. The Word Podcast. Fix yourself a drink and it's like being in the pub. And this section of the podcast uh, extends to another uh, birthday special for uh, for Stephen Lamb. Stephen, how very nice to see you. And you, and you have a couple of queries that you're going yes, to I have a, present I have a us with. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank well, you very what's, much. What's on your agenda? Well, on my, my agenda, well, I've got, yes, I've got, I have a couple of queries. It being, as we're recording on, on Easter Monday, I thought I'd just say three words and see what they see what they mean to you. I know you've, you've mentioned Tim Rice a little bit in the past, but what is Jesus Christ Superstar? <laughs> mean to you. There is a reason God. why I ask. Not it means something to me. Oh, it means something to me. In that, I can remember I was hitchhiking around, uh, round, uh, round Europe in 1972-73 It was, and I met a Canadian guy who came back and stayed. And his one thing he wanted to do was to go to Swinging London and see Jesus Christ Superstar, which we did slightly against my will, actually, because I wasn't really. That wasn't my kind of bag. I always thought like a rock musical was a kind of parallel universe. It wasn't kind of yeah, real. Yeah, 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 but yeah. we went, and I think it was the Palace Theatre. I think it was Paul, Nicholas, and I think it was Donna Gillespie as Donna Maid Marian. Am I, would I be right? You, you're uh, obviously yes. next. Maid Marian, Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene. No, no. What <laughs> talking about Mary no, no, Marian. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be good. <laughs> I, I, I'm currently researching a book about Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, right. Wow. Uh, and um, the interesting thing about it from from a sort of rock point of view is that yeah. it's that it's because it, the the aura around it is completely different in the UK and the in the in the USA. In the UK, um, uh, the uh, the original album I've actually got it. That's that's this is the reissue of the. Uh, yeah. the that's right. a horrible cover, isn't it? That was yes. the that was the that was the British cover, and it, it, in the UK it didn't. It was ignored pretty much, and only became a bit of a hit in seventy two when the when the stage show starts stage show started yeah in the usa it's completely different it's considered to be it a kind is. of rock classic it was number one for it was in the usa sold eight million copies number yeah, one we in the usa for weeks. About it, really. um and uh so i always found that fascinating i can't think of any other albums that no there are not. it's completely yeah. unique in that in that respect the other thing that fascinated the only bit of trivia that picked up, i picked up about which you'll no doubt be aware of about Jesus Christ Superstar, which I got from Tim Rice's fantastic book. Mm-hmm. Tim, Rice, Tim book. Rice's first yeah. volume of his autobiography is very good. I think he said that they got it done at Olympic Studios down in Barnes. Barnes yeah. And they got the likes of members of the Grease Band, didn't they, to play it on it? They were yeah, the band. And they said, Stainton. what do yeah. you want, session fee or points? Yeah. <laughs> and they said, we'll have the session fee. <laughs> Yeah, which this, is this possibly is the worst decision anybody ever made in the history of the music business. If they'd had a quarter of a percent of that, they would have been, you know, made in the shape yep. for the rest of their lives. That's true. But they didn't. Uh, the, the, they the, didn't. The, the same thing applied to Yvonne Elliman. They found in um, Andrew Lloyd Webber found in a club. Um, they were looking for their Mary Mary Magdalene, and uh, they found uh, Yvonne Elliman in the club. And her manager. Quite hard nosed man just said she'll do it, but she wants two hundred pounds. 
<laughs> well, we, we could we, we can give a post. No, she wants hundred of which was going straight into his pocket. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, so the two hundred pounds. And if she again, if she she had demanded points, she would be much richer than she is. Uh, now. I, think, I think I think in the end, yeah, I think they yeah. gave some of these people points retrospectively. Actually, well, I think this 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 is not uncommon because this happened also with uh, God. What's the name of the woman who sings on Dark Side oh, of the Moon? Yes. Who sings on the Great uh, Gig uh, of the Sky? Story. The sky. Uh, Claire Turing. Yes, she was, right? she was eventually was a session singer, and she just got she got she got double session fee because it was Sunday. So you know, it's thirty quid rather than fifteen or, or whatever. And it was only, and of course, the interesting thing is they go in and do sessions, and they, it's just a bit of work. It's just a day. They've no reason to think anything's going to happen to it at all. It's probably going to end up on the country room floor or whatever. It was only when she was in a record shop in Kings Road a year later that she heard this thing over the PA and thought, "Crikey, that's me!" But also, she um, recorded that as an experiment, wasn't it? I mean, they they were in well, no, no, they, so well, they, they did it, out. and then they thought, "Well, they, let's they use let the whole go. thing." They weren't intending to no, use all of it. They, no, I think. Well, I think they were actually because at first, when she sang it, <laughs> they said, "Just sing anything." This is yeah. so Pink Floyd. Sing anything, and so she sang anything, and she couldn't resist the word "baby." And they had to say, no, sorry, we don't use the you word sing anything baby. But baby. Yeah. Anything but baby. It's Pink Floyd. Anyway, she later on um, in the last 20 years got a got a co-composition credit on it. So, you know, she she obviously participates in the in The, the other one, the other great one was Herbie Flowers, wasn't it? We walk on the wild side. Quite rightly. Those signatures that make the Yes. Song. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, what's your yeah, other so, query? Come yeah, on, yeah, go on, go on. Well, the other one is is is, more, is going back to whistle test, really. So, yeah. um, uh, I, I think I kind of think we've been spoilt over the years by the various the, those compilations that um, the DVDs that was it was it Jill Sinclair put those together, wasn't it? Jill right? Sinclair, yes, it was. Yeah. Together, yeah. And, yeah, and also the various compilations that we see on um, on BBC Four. And places of that like that, but I it, it occurred to me that there must have been, but I'm certain they are because there, there was this one banner, particular banner, I want to mention. It must have been bands that got booked onto the whistle test in your in your time, but also you know before and after that did their whistle test session and then went nowhere. Oh, absolutely. Disappeared. Oh, Lord. yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I'm kissing the pink. Day. Kissing the pink. Mark and I can always. You can remember all those. God, Annabelle Lamb. Annabelle <laughs> Lamb. <laughs> there were certain people that you had to kind of introduce with a huge amount of oomph, and they're going somewhere, and you've never heard of them and would never hear of them again, actually. Yeah, but I've heard of both those. <laughs> oh, have you? Oh, well, that's yeah, very so, unusual. Uh, yeah, so uh, so they, they I mean, Kissing kiss the Pink, didn't they? they? They had a hit single or... They might have had a yeah, and then they then they disappeared. It's the ones that completely disappeared without oh, trace. God. We've never ever heard of this. Can, can you got, can you name some? I kept well. There's one particular band in, in, band in mind, and this is this is from before before yeah. your time. This is so. This would have been late '76 or early '77, I guess. There was a band called. I've got one of their albums here because I'm a, I remain a big fan. Oh. <laughs> they were a band called Lake. Nothing to do with Greg God. Lake. Just like you, you, I bet you've never heard of them. I no. have not. No, not right, you're gonna, well, I'm gonna, now gonna ask. I'm gonna ask you what record company it was. Uh, they were signed to CBS Germany. So, they, so they were a German. <sighs> ah, this, will, this will be the explanation. <laughs> yeah, they were. So they were. Um, they 
sonically they sound a bit like imagine steely dan without the jazz they they're sort of uh pop rock songs transatlantic sound so they, they were a german band signed to cbs germany but they had a scottish singer so oh. really good songs catchy songs but with terrible terrible lyrics but that's so cbs germany must have realized that there was some transatlantic potential so they had a little tiny bit of success in america like i had a couple of singles got to number 80 or something like that right. i remember them being on the whistle test probably around about early 1977 just as Which that sounds like the worst possible well, they would have been to be on they would have been trying to get the clash or something i don't know who yeah, yeah, to be on yeah, cbs yeah. Well, and will, that would have been the deal will. we said we yeah, will they, give you that, them. that that's how those things work whenever it was always the same that you know that that kind of branches of the record when you had a multinational label uh, label like CBS and they have a German bit and French bit and whatever, all those territories were allowed one priority act where they could get favors out yeah. of all the other yeah. all the other legs of the company. So they get them on the BBC program in in exchange for which they would get the Roaring Boys on Beat oh, Club right. in Germany That's or whatever. It, exactly. You see what I mean? Yeah. That's how it would work. They would never come back. It would never happen again. You know what I mean? But they they always have there'd be one campaign. Do you remember the campaign? Do you remember the sadistic Mika band, Mark? Do you remember them? I don't Japanese really. group no. signed to EMI. I think I'm right in saying. And there was obviously, you know, you can in the certainly in those days you could launch a group on the basis that they represented a nationality who weren't not normally represented in popular music. Yeah. So a band from Japan was a bit of a story. Bit of an old so they got the dream, they got the treatment from one album and then never again. You know, you just get one shot. Yeah, we've done Japanese rock. We've moved on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. so Lake, yeah, I think you should be congratulated on that because I have never heard of them. Well, I have heard of them now, yeah. well, but uh, absolutely. Take anything off the top shelf. Take a cuddly toy or yeah, a goldfish. A coconut, a goldfish <laughs> in a plastic bag. That wasn't <laughs> you... the purpose, but nonetheless, thank you very much. <laughs> absolutely. Well, look. Thanks very much for joining us and uh, and for being one of our supporters. And um, we're a bit late for your birthday, but you had a good right. you had a good birthday, and you you've got over whatever shock was involved over the significance of the birthday, over which we will draw a veil. Yes, bye bye. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you yes. very much indeed. See you. <laughs> You're listening to the Word Podcast, where the time is whenever you want it to be. And here we are, any other business. And we're joined again back in person by Alex Gold, who's uh, home is the sailor, home from the sea. Hello. How are you doing, Alex? I'm absolutely battered. I haven't slept since yesterday, and it's now tomorrow. So uh, I'm, I'm a little bit out of sorts, but uh, very much and a first To remind problem. people, you've been on a, on a cruise ship playing yep. with John Lennon in a band for three months. So, so literally cabin fevers. I mean, you've, not, you've been off the ship, what, but once a week to go and get a bit of, uh, you know, technology mended and then yeah. straight back on again, not well, being we, anywhere else. You know, we could, we, yeah, three, four times a week we can get off when we dock in port um, to, and we just go to, to a coffee shop to get our, our, our Wi-Fi fixed. That's what we do. Uh, there's generally not enough time to go any further unless we want to do like a proper excursion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, three months on and then an 18 hour journey home, uh, which I'm just off the back of today. So uh, it's quite nice, though. It's nice to be So back. you're sailing on one of these extraordinary modern luxury liners. Yes. Do you, do you have a sea legs problem when you come back on shore? 
Or does that not occur? No, I mean, I mean, they're so massive and the stabilizers are so huge. You don't really feel it move except when you hear you get a, a, a big thunk occasionally, which I think is when you hit a whale, which is which is a thing, sadly. Um, yeah. But uh, no, you really don't so feel do, these things. So move. they don't roll those big boats, then. so you don't get seasick. Does anybody no, get seasick? Not, not at all. They're, they're, no. they're designed for ultimate comfort. So you know, the stabilizers just keep that thing. Like it, it cuts through the ocean like 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 a butter knife. Yeah. It's astonishing. Oh, right. It really, really is. So um, yeah, no, no problems there. It's just that, you know the the flight going you know west to east back again. Um, we had two actually. We had two flights. Uh, I think that's that's been the killer. But. Um, it's, oh, well, uh, you can get a good night's sleep tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I'm gonna, okay. Going to put myself down early evening. You put and yourself you, down. We That's saw you earlier about. today, and you've since then you've had a Chaz and Dave, and you've had um, a David Gower, and you look very spruced up. <laughs> <laughs> so, hurrah. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, chaps, what have we got to talk about in any other business? We've got we've various got, uh, uh, word go on, go on. come out. We've got yeah, Nick go Durden, haven't we? He's written this wonderful book about... Uh, Pop stars on the not on the slide, but after the glory days, the afterlife of pop stars, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And And we talked to Mick Wall um, about about all kinds of things. Yeah, he's really. And uh, what else we got coming up? We've got as as we've uh, previously announced, we got another word in the park taking place on June the eighteenth of this year in Holland Park, where we will be celebrating. The 80th birthday of somebody called Paul McCartney. Uh, how should Indeed. how should people find how should people find out about tickets, Alex? Right. Well, there are a couple of ways you can do this. Uh, first of all, uh, there will be a link in the show notes, um, and there is also a, a full-on whole widget on the Word New Year website, which is wiyelondon.com. Okay, and Very if good. you haven't already done so, if you're watching this on YouTube, which you could be, couldn't you? Just see that bit below where it says subscribe below the window. Just 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 press it now while we wait. Go okay, we'll just you, wait. Know, you know you want to. We've got all day. Just we've got all day, haven't we? Oh, they're pressing it. They're pressing it. Oh, I can see. Oh, yes, they are. Oh Lord. That was a good press, actually. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, welcome That's good. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And if you'd like to, if you'd like to be even more involved in this whole enterprise, uh, the the way, way way to do it is being a Patreon supporter. And you, the way to find out about that is just go to patreon.com slash word in your ear and look at the many exciting and rewarding ways in which you could be involved. Cheers. This podcast was brought to you by the word. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.